Don is a founder and chairman of the board at HNO International, a hydrogen fuel company, and author, speaker, podcaster, really does it all. Um, we've had Don on the Green Podcast, and it was one of my favorite episodes we ever did. So, Don, I'm going to let you take over. I know uh, you've got some great information you're going to share. I also want to thank you because Don has been extremely paramount in making the Green Summit come together. Um, he's spread the word. He's been holding us accountable to make sure that we do everything to the best we can. So thank you, Don. Don, I'm going to let you take over and do your thing. Appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you, Devin, for having me. <clears throat> I guess I can just share my screen here. And uh, let me do that. Uh, share. And let me do one other thing to make. Can you see that, right? Let me just do a yep, view. Yep, we can see it. I show. Okay, one of the things I want to make clear before the end of this presentation is that everyone must know one simple thing, and that black carbon, which a lot of scientists and a lot of environmentalists know about, but a lot of regular people don't, black carbon is the enemy of the planet. And when I say enemy of the planet, I want you to think in terms of all the movies you've seen in the past where aliens are attacking United, uh, the, the country, the world, and we collectively fight. But black carbon is the enemy of the planet. Let me just tell you a little bit about black carbon. But first of all, before I even tell you about black carbon, let me just tell you a little bit about me. Who am I? Why do I? And I just hope you can uh, uh, allow me to say a little bit about my background. I don't really want to pat myself on the back or, or anything like that. But I did find, I'm a founder of HNO International. HNO is uh, hydrogen and oxygen. And we have discovered a few things about hydrogen and how it can be used today to reduce some of this black carbon, which I'll tell you about a little bit later. Uh, I'm also the chairman and founder of a Black Carbon Coalition. Black Carbon Coalition is uh, going to be a, or at least it is a, uh, an organization where we collectively can begin to gather all the resources within, you know, within the world to start fighting black carbon. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, I'm a mechanical engineer. I have an engineering degree. I also have a law degree from Georgetown University. And I have developed the LEAF H2. LEAF H2 actually means leveraging energy efficient fuel with hydrogen. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that too. Not much, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. But also, I've, I've written a book. And the book is all about burning our fuel better. And the reason why I wrote this book about burning our fuel better is that I'm going to tell you about black carbon and why black carbon uh, has to be dealt with. Black carbon. But what is black carbon? Is it the same as CO2? Is it different? Has anybody out there heard of climate change by any chance? I'm sure that everybody has, but black carbon is different from CO2. Black carbon is actually 1,500 times worse than CO2. And black carbon, I believe, is not one of the causes of climate change. It is the cause for climate change. Now, there are always going to be other things that are going to be uh, contributing, but, but black carbon is the cause, I believe, for climate change. And it's not the same as CO2. It's very, very different. 
But what does it do? And this is the thing I want everybody out there to remember. If you don't know anything else about black carbon, or if you don't remember anything I say about black carbon, black carbon coats the glaciers and causes them to melt. I'm gonna say that again. Black carbon coats the glaciers and causes them to melt. And when, melt, when we have melting glaciers, we have problems because all of a sudden, all of our ocean currents starts changing, all of our weather patterns starts changing. Everything changes when you have melting glaciers. So we cannot have melting glaciers and expect to do anything about climate change. As uh, like I said, as the, as the glaciers melt, the weather, weather patterns change, ocean current changes, and there is sea level rise. But some of the effects of black carbon. Now, most people have never seen these things before. Most people have never been to places where you can actually see the literally the black carbon that's on the glaciers. And when it, again, when the black carbon gets on black on the glaciers, it causes them to melt. What happens is that normally white snow reflects light and heat. But when this black carbon is coated, it absorbs light and heat. So it causes them to melt. And these are just some of the few images. And I want people to see these things. Now, this particular image has special uh, significance to me because my daughter is a climber. And she also has friends that climb. And one of her friends went to, uh, was it Greenland or Iceland? Was it Greenland? Iceland. And when they went to Iceland, they took this picture. This was a picture from a friend of my daughter's that went to Iceland to look at the glaciers, and this is what she saw. That's black carbon on those glaciers. Black carbon causes everything. It causes all kinds of huge problems. And these are just some more images. I want you all to know why black carbon is the enemy of the planet. It's also the enemy of life, of wildlife. You know, one of the things that these melt, but that melting glaciers is doing is causing polar bears to not have places to, to walk around and, and live. They're swimming all over the place because of, of melting glaciers, melting ice. Uh, and it's everywhere. I mean, uh, it's, it's no exception to where uh, black carbon is beginning to inhib and inhabit the, the planet. In fact, I think in the, uh, was it the Arctic, in the Arctic Circle, there was a, over the last four years, there's been an 85% uh, increase in black carbon. Now, again, most of the scientists, they all know about black carbon. They just don't know that we can do anything about it. And then they also, also, everyone knows that it's a big, big problem. But the effects are dramatic. Black carbon, I'm going to say it over and over and over and over and over again, it is the enemy of the planet. And one of the things that, uh, another thing that uh, uh, that happens is that some of these penguins, and it's because of the, the ocean currents are changing, uh, which means the, the uh, plankton and everything else that used to be that's uh, in the oceans are being uh, driven or at least being taken at, at, at different places. So these penguins have to travel longer for food. Ocean currents, black carbon, the effects are dramatic. And if we don't do something about it, we're going to have some serious, serious problems. And again, these are just images that I want to be seared in your mind about what black carbon is. 
and why it has to be eliminated or reduced. But again, what it does, it changes the ocean currents. You know, we have currents that causes weather patterns. These currents are uh, warm water, uh, 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 leaving from certain areas to cold water, and, is, and it causes a, 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 a churning action in the oceans that helps us with weather. And as those and as those glaciers melt and as the, and the oceans warm, we have problems, and we have more and more dramatic uh, weather uh, uh, events, as most people now are beginning to see. I don't have to tell you about climate change anymore. Uh, you know, if I would have talked about this ten years ago, no one, no one would have cared. But this right here is an, a, a map showing what will happen if there is significant sea level rise. And if we don't do something about black carbon, we will have sea level rise. And one of the things I want you to notice is that Florida is underwater, and so is a whole lot of other countries. So, uh, uh, so it's very, very significant that we do something about black carbon and we do something about it today. Now, but where does black carbon come from? It's in fact, I have a new term for humanity. It's called a fossil fuel energy infrastructure. And that is not just transportation. Most people focus on transportation when they think about all of the problems that we have in terms of uh, 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 black carbon and other emissions. But it's not just transportation. Uh, the infrastructure is, includes everything, including computers and anything that we generate energy for, it is a part of the fossil fuel energy infrastructure. Now, that infrastructure is different from the fossil fuel industry. The fossil fuel infrastructure is the reason we have and the reason we live, and it's responsible for everything that we have achieved. If you look at some of the images here, you see cities, you see military, you see airplanes, you see uh, 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 ports. This is all a part of the infrastructure. This infrastructure is vast. It's beyond what most people can imagine because we don't think about it. The things that we think about every day when we get up in the morning, we don't think about how vast this infrastructure is and what and why it's so important for it to produce everything that we produce. But I'm just going to tell you one thing about vast. Before I even tell you about the infrastructure, I'm going to give you the meaning of vast because you have to understand what vast means and why this fossil fuel infrastructure is so vast. I'm going to do it by showing you an image of a, uh, a picture of, of, of the sky that the Hubble telescope took years ago. And it looked like it was a blank uh, spot in space. And, if they, and as they left that, that image on there, at least they left the telescope pointed there for a few days, these are not stars. These are galaxies, thousands of galaxies that has come that they found in one little section of space. But this is the meaning of vast. And I want everybody to understand vast. And I'm going to give you this analogy because this is important. If you look at this, you'll see the sun over here. You see, this is the Milky Way galaxy. This is where we live. But you see the sun. It's a little bitty spot right over there on one of those arms of the, of the, of the galaxy. 
because of mankind's ability to do anything and everything, about 40 years ago, we decided we wanted to find out what our solar system was like. So we created a, a, a space probe called Voyager. We created two of them, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. And we shipped them, or at least we uh, sent them off in space so they can see what, what we can find out about our solar system. But what happened, Voyager has been traveling for 30, for 40 years at 38,000 miles an hour. Now, you know, 38,000 miles an hour is pretty fast. Uh, usually when people think about space travel, you think of uh, a light speed. Light speed is 186,000 miles a second, but nobody can really relate to 186,000 miles a second. But most people can relate to 100 miles an hour, even 200 miles an hour if you're driving your car. Hopefully you're not driving it that fast. But 38,000 miles an hour is how fast the Voyager has traveled for the last 40 years. And it has only reached, it had even, hasn't even reached the edge of our solar system. In fact, uh, there's something called the Oort cloud that for, an, for at another 300 years at 40,000 miles an hour, almost, it will take us to get to the inner edge of the Oort cloud. And then it will take another 30,000 years to reach the outer edge of the Oort cloud. This is truly the meaning of vast. Now, now that you understand vast, and now you can see that where we are and where we are in the solar system, that little red spot, the fossil fuel energy infrastructure is vast. It includes everything that you see. If you look at telephone, if you, next time you get in your car and you look at telephone poles and power lines, there are millions of them. How are they produced? Are they produced in the jungle? Are they delivered by monkeys? No, it's produced because of the fossil fuel energy infrastructure. Everything you see, nothing that you see exists in nature. It's all because of the infrastructure. You think about stop signs and other road signs. There are millions of them. And it has to, and we have to have energy to produce wine bottles, paint. The paint for roads. Can you imagine all the roads that we have, the concrete that we have, all of this produced because of the fossil fuel energy infrastructure. The fossil fuel energy infrastructure is not going away. And it's too vast to try to replace it in the short term with anything. But it includes everything. If you think about the Dubai, that, that island, we've made, mankind has made islands from out of nothing. All of this done because of the fossil fuel energy infrastructure. Now, we live in this infrastructure. It's a part of us. It's who we are. Has anybody out there ever worn any glasses? Do you know, you think about where they're made? How many people wear them? Has anybody ever flew on an airplane? You think about the, the parts that go into an airplane, where are those parts made? They're always gonna be made somewhere warm or cool. They're not gonna be made outside in the jungle. They're made somewhere inside. And the 
fossil fuel energy infrastructure is what we need to produce everything. It's, I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, independent, we're all going to wear clothes. We're all going to wear use toothpaste. Most of us have been to sporting events. Just think about sporting events and how much energy it requires for all of that. Ever get a delivery from the post office? Yes, you have. And do you think about all the trash that we generate when we get a delivery from anybody? This is all a part of the infrastructure. Anybody has ever gone to the dentist? You ever see the tools that the dentist use? It's incredible what we've done. It's incredible what we have been able to create, but we've been able to create it because of the fossil fuel energy infrastructure, the infrastructure we live in. How many people love pets? I'm sure there are people out there that love their pets. You ever been to a pet store? You ever look at the pet store uh, uh, shelves and see all those products and where they're made? Thousands of them. And you think about how all this stuff can be made and where it can be made and why we need energy in order to make it. You ever been to Walmart or any grocery store? The next time you go to a Walmart or a grocery store or a uh, 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 any place. Just look at all of the products on the shelves. Think about where they're created. Think about the packaging. Think about everything that we have that we do that's a part of the infrastructure. Ever been to a restaurant? All of us have. Okay. Ever been hiking or camping? All a part of the infrastructure. Every last bit of it. Now, even clean energy requires a fossil fuel energy infrastructure. Without the fossil fuel energy, energy, energy infrastructure, there will be no windmills. There will be no electric cars. There will be no solar panels. So even, the, even when we want to go green or clean energy, we still need the fossil fuel infrastructure. Diesel is everywhere. And there are certain machines that will never be electric. So for us to be thinking that we're going to be able to electrify our way into a green economy, we're fooling ourselves. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't. That's not to say that we should not move in that direction, because we should. But we have to realize that this fossil fuel infrastructure is here for us, and it will be here for decades. In fact, it will be here longer than the time it will take for us to reverse climate change. So we can't expect to get rid of it in the next 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, or even 100 or 200 years. So we have to do something else. And we have to do it now. But the fossil fuel energy infrastructure is like an ocean of energy that we all live in. We need it. It's, it's not going away at least not in the time that we have to prevent climate change and to prevent sea level rise. And we are all like fish in an ocean. Some of us are minnows. We don't use that much energy. Some of us are dolphins. We use just a little bit more. And some of us are whales, and we use a lot. But we all use it. I don't care how little you use or how much you use, we would all be like fish out of water without this infrastructure without the fossil fuel energy infrastructure. Now, the fossil fuel energy infrastructure is fed 
by the fossil fuel industry. Now, a lot of people have a lot of negative things about the fossil fuel industry. Oh, they're the reason why we're having all these problems. No, they're not the reason. The reason, the blame game is over. We use natural gas, we use coal, we use diesel, and we use it for a lot of things. But the blame game is over. We can't blame the fossil fuel industry for supplying the demands of the fossil fuel energy infrastructure. We are making those demands. I don't care if you are the biggest environmentalist on earth, you are still making those demands. So if you wanna find somebody to blame about this thing that we're in, look in the mirror that's where the blame is it's all us okay now this is i really like this slide because i think it's going to be very important for people to realize uh where we're going and why we're not going to be able to do anything any climate change solution that does not address black carbon is doing what that slide says in the left hand corner i'm not going to read it out loud because it might be you know x-rated or something i don't know probably not but it's pissing in the wind i'm gonna go ahead and say it because if we are not doing something to stop the glaciers from melting carbon credits won't stop the glaciers from melting carbon capture won't stop the glaciers from melting carbon neutrality doesn't stop the glaciers from melting now that's not to say that we shouldn't do any of those things we should do them all but we should also recognize that the glaciers are melting, and as long as the glaciers are melting, we are going to have climate change. The production of electric cars won't stop glaciers from melting. The production of windmills won't stop the glaciers from melting. The production of solar panels won't stop the glaciers from melting because they're all producing black carbon because the fossil fuel energy infrastructure creates black carbon. And all of this production will actually increase the amount of black carbon until we address black carbon so now from helpless to hopeful we do have a solution but it's going to require the kind of worldwide effort that is just only seen in the movies when aliens attack our planet in the movies we all get together, but we have to do that now because if we don't and we don't stop black carbon, we have to first recognize that black carbon is the enemy of the planet. Now, if I was in a live audience right now, I would say, repeat after me, black carbon is the enemy of the planet and it is the enemy of the planet. But fortunately we have a solution. The solution is to burn fuel better burn fuel better i accidentally discovered something years ago and i'm not going to go into all the details where we can actually burn our fuel better so we can reduce the amount of black carbon now the the, the unfortunate thing about people that understand uh, uh uh black carbon is that they think we can't do anything about it but we can do something about it we actually can use hydrogen with combustion to reduce the amount of black carbon right now we can do it by at least 50 percent, but it has to be more and that's and as the technology increases and as we do better things we can perhaps reduce it to 80 percent. but we have to do it but it was an accidental discovery of how we actually came to that that conclusion but we have to burn our fuel better so this is a call to, to action 
We have to burn our natural gas better, our clean natural gas. We have to burn coal better. We have to burn diesel better. We have to burn uh, gasoline better. Because as we move away from fossil fuel with hydrogen and other renewals, we still have to do something now. We can't wait until we transition everything into to clean energy, because that transition is going to take a long time. Because why? The fossil fuel energy infrastructure is vast. It's larger and more significant than anybody can imagine. But we are human beings. There's nothing we can't do. There's nothing beyond our grasp. We've been to the moon. We've sent Voyager out in space. We've done miracles in terms of medical treatments, in terms of building. But now we all have to recognize one simple fact, and that is black carbon is the enemy of the planet, and that has got to be the new focus for humanity. Because if we're planning on having anything and doing anything with, with climate change, we have to understand that black carbon has to be stopped, and it has to be stopped now. Now, now I'm done with my presentation. Now it's time for the shameless plug. Uh, the shameless plug is I want everybody to get this book. Now, I don't want you to get this book because I want to sell books. I want you to get this book because you need to understand why and how we need to burn our fuel better. Why and how uh, uh, that uh, uh, the infrastructure that we live in, we cannot get rid of tomorrow. And they can't get rid of it in time for us to do what we need to do for climate change. But I have a couple of websites. One is called donclimateorange.com. Uh, uh, you can go to that website and find out a little bit more about what we're trying to do uh, and what we're trying to do with this book, et cetera. Uh, there's also blackcarboncoalition.org, uh, and it's also HO International. HO International is one of the companies that is currently doing something about uh, uh, implementing a hydrogen strategy for existing combustion applications. So that's it for me now. I hope everybody can understand what I said and, 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 and got uh, something out of it. But just remember, if you don't remember one other single solitary thing, black carbon is the enemy of the planet. Don, thank you so much. That was amazing. Um, for anyone interested, Don's been on the Green Podcast before, and we dive a lot more into HNO International, and it's amazing what they're doing to solve this. So, um, Don, thanks again for being here. Thank really you, appreciate Dan, it. Man. Really appreciate all the support as well leading up to the event um, and everything that HNO International has done for us. So, like I said, we will be sharing all these links uh, afterwards. Yeah, like Don said, please go buy his book. Um, Always appreciate a good shameless plug, you know, nothing wrong with that after sharing that amazing information. Don, again, thank you so much. Um, 